Hey, what's up, my fellow monkeys? You're listening to the Arm Date Podcast. I'm your host, Tony, also known as Uncle Silverback. Today is Sunday, the 29th of August, 2010. On today's show, it's going to be a little bit of a review show. Um, I can't do a, a total full review on it yet, uh, on the thing that I'm going to talk about today, which is actually the Swedish Army M90 Insulated Pants. Uh, a few months ago, I think I did a show, I think it was show number 16, where I talked about the uh, the M90, so M90 Parka. Uh, and I got that from Sportsman's Guide, and it was about, it was it was. something like that. Um, Well worth every penny. So anyway, you can go back and listen to the review on show number 16 if you want to hear me uh, giving my thoughts on that. At the time that I bought the jacket, I wanted to get the pants as well. And I, because I figured, well, for, you know, probably like $60, $70 total, even if I did, if I got them and I didn't like them or they didn't fit well enough, I could either send them back and get like a store credit because there's usually always something uh, there that I want. And I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but I got it from Sportsman's Guide. And if you want to see what I got, you can go uh, onto the Sportsman's Guide website and go under on the side, on the left-hand side, there's a military surplus. Click on that, and then you'll click on jackets and coats, and it's on page, I think it's on page 3, that they'll have the uh, the the parka, and then there you can see a picture of the parka and also of the pants that they have. But anyway, they didn't at the time. They didn't have the pants, and so I thought, well, I'll wait. And uh, of course, you know, I, I kept checking back, and then finally they had them, and so I thought, well, I'll go ahead and order them. And uh, you know, one thing I will say about Sportsman's Guide is they do ship them out pretty quick. And um, everything that I've gotten from them so far, even though they say it's used, uh, the quality is still really, really good. Uh, so anyway, let's start to uh, let's start to do our review. And uh, what we'll do is I'm going to go ahead and give some contact info, and then um, we'll jump into the review after that. So if you'd like to contact me. You can do that either by calling up the voicemail, which is area code 206-339-3266. And you can do a, um, you can leave like a little mini review there. It will cut you off after about five minutes. So if you, if you had a review that you wanted to do, let's say if you had a parka that you liked or insulated pants or boots or anything, it can be anything that you want. Um, And if you, if you're going to need to do it in two or three parts, just at the on the first uh, voicemail, um, say this is part one. On the second one, say it's part two. On the third one, part three, stuff like that. So, and then what I can do is I can edit them all together, and uh, and put it up on the show. Uh, so that's how you can do a review, or you can drop a line uh, at the voicemail. If you want, you can send an email to thearmedape at gmail dot com. Also, you can do what Ken did, and uh, we just finished up with Ken's reviews. And all really excellent reviews, well worth listening to. If, you, if you're listening for the first time and you like this show, go ahead and uh, go back and listen to Ken's reviews, uh, like I said, on the last three shows. Um, let's see. Oh, and so if you wanted to do something like what he did, uh, he recorded an MP3 and then he sent that to me, and then I can put it in there as well. So, Or if you wanted to do a review through email, 
Uh, or do you just want to send in an email and, and uh, let's say maybe you have a question about a certain product that you're wanting. I may not have experience with it, but our other listeners out there, I think we're up to almost 500 people that are downloading and listening to the show. So we're getting a, we're slowly growing, which is good, and we're getting a wider base. Um, oh, speaking of that, I'd like to thank everybody that went over to iTunes on the uh, last couple of shows. I'd ask for, uh, if you could, to go over to iTunes and leave a written review and i think we got about uh, three new reviews so that was really cool uh so again i'll ask you know if you do listen to the show pretty regular and if you have the time if you can go over and, and uh, just leave a review for the show again the more uh, people we get the bigger base that we get uh and so things like let's say even if you didn't want to do a review but you were looking at getting maybe a certain product let's say like something like a certain um or like a generator or you were doing something like that go ahead and, and uh, you know leave a message on the voicemail or send me an email and i can put that in the show and then we can you know kind of throw that out to the audience and say well does anybody have any experience with you know a honda brand generator as opposed to you know one of the generic ones or something like that so uh, again thanks everybody for going over there and doing that um, now on one of the reviews uh, that I got, it said something that, uh, you know, thanks for Tony and Mark Vanderberg for bringing us the shows. And with this show, with the Armed Ape show, remember that doesn't have anything to do with Gun Rights Radio Network, which is uh, uh, where I do Firearms Cafe. And on that one, Mark is sort of the producer from, for some of the other shows on the network there, and he runs the forums and all that stuff over at gunrightsradio.com. Um, but for this show, this is separate from the network. Uh, part of that is, is just because we're doing different things sometimes. Sometimes things aren't going to be gun-related. Uh, although, you know, when we talk about the philosophy of this podcast, it is coming from the view of somebody who's pro-Second Amendment and uh, who carries a gun. So it is going to come from a place of someone who is armed and who's armed all the time and, and, and that type of stuff. So, But anyway, uh, this show, like I said, is separate from the network. Um, let's see, what else did I want to talk about? Well, I had something else that I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember it right now. Maybe it'll come up a little bit later. Uh, so anyway, let's go ahead and jump into the review. Now, when we do the reviews, we always, I always like to ask uh, certain questions. And what that does by asking the same questions of anything that we review, it kind of tries to put everything on a level playing field. So the questions that we ask are, what was this thing designed to do? Uh, how well does it do it? What are the cons? What are some of the modifications that I would like to see done from the manufacturer or from the factory or from whoever makes it? And then number, uh, which would be number five, the last question would be, uh, did I do any modifications to it? And if I did do any, did it make it worse? Did it make it better? Did it improve it? That type of stuff. So, um, like I said, the, uh, the thing that I was going to talk about today, and I just got them in the mail a couple of days ago, were those insulated pants, the, the uh, Swedish M90s. And I got them from uh, Sportsman's Guide, and uh, they came out of the box. And, of course, you know, a lot of the clothing and stuff that they get, a lot of it has a mothball smell. Um, but so, anyway, the, it, was, it was wrapped decently. They came out of the box right out of the gate they looked good um, they looked pretty decent uh, so let's talk about kind of what are these things 
um, designed to do. They're basically designed to be kind of a cold weather pant. Uh, they have a zipper that runs up from uh, above the waist all the way down. The cuffs of the pants are have, have elastic cuffs so that they'll cinch in on your legs. Um, and then the the uh, there's no actual fly the the front is all solid and what I'll do is I'll also um, on Facebook on the fan page what I'll do today is I'll take a couple of pictures of the uh, of the pants and put them on there so you can actually see what I'm talking about but they have in the front um, so those zippers run up the side legs so if you had them on and you needed to go take a leak or something what you would do is you would just unbutton this little flap off to the side that's, that's more up on your side and you'd zip down uh, the zipper on the leg a little bit and that allows it to kind of to um, fold down away from you so to speak the the front of them kind of comes up and would go oh to, to maybe uh, just above oh maybe the, the like your belly button like two or three inches so it has kind of it almost looks like um, like like uh, coveralls or bib overalls, you know how they have the thing where it's open and it's like uh, uh, to the sides, but then there's a part that covers your chest. Well, these are like that, only they kind of are down lower. So what's kind of neat about them is that when you've got those on and zipped up, oh, and then they've also got like elastic in the, uh, what you would call around the waistband area. So uh, if your weight kind of fluctuates um, or... If you've got other layers under there, under your un, under the pants, there's room for those to kind of stretch and stuff. So, um, what they're designed to do again is to be a cold weather pant. How well do they do those? I th I'm not real sure yet on that because I haven't had a chance. Of course, it's summertime now. Um, I haven't had a chance to do a full kind of like field test on them, but if they're they're pretty much designed and constructed the same way that the parka is and that thing was super warm i was out in cold weather and that thing kept me plenty warm uh so i would going off of of how the the parka was made and designed i would think that these would do really well um but like i said we'll have to wait until some cold weather rolls around now also when I, I, uh, when I first got the pants and I looked in them, they came out of the box and they were pretty good. However, it looked like on the label that there was a place where maybe there had been a, um, maybe someone had put in with duct tape or something like that, had, had written in their name you know, and, and done it on tape and put it in there. So there were adhesive uh, remnants, you know, or somebody, you know, when you've got duct tape and you pull it off, it'll leave the sticky stuff behind. Now, luckily, I had some um, adhesive release stuff that's safe for fabric, so I was able to, I sprayed a couple of spots and tested them, and it took it, it pretty much took it right off, and so I've washed them a couple of times, and they still kind of have the mothball smell a little bit, um, but now that I've done that and got that sticky adhesive off, these things look brand new, and that's uh, one of the things that, that I think is a good pro about these things is that... Um, as long as there's not any big giant rips or things like that, it seems that you can throw them kind of in the wash and then they're, they come out pretty good. Now it could be, part of the reason of that could be too, that uh, even if, if maybe these were never issued, but I think they were just because they were, they had the, uh, you know, the adhesive stuff on the inside. But realistically, 
I don't know if maybe they took them out on a couple of maneuvers and so these things only got worn once and then they were either turned back in or sold off or however they did them. So a lot of this stuff, uh, it seems like some of the cold weather stuff and some of that other things, isn't going to have a lot of hard use on them. And the I've read somewhere where, like on one of the forums or something like that, and I can't remember which forum I was on, but um, when I was doing some research, they talked about how that they have kind of a little bit of water repellency to them. Now, with the parka that I had, maybe, it, uh, the, I don't know if it just, it, it didn't really seem to kind of beat up the water, but when I when I threw the uh, pants in the washer, the there were tons that just beat it up all over the place. So I think there is some type of coating on the pants, maybe more so than the parka that I have. When I flick some water on the parka, it, it will kind of beat up a little bit, um, but it pretty much soaks into it. So it, that would be one of the cons is I think these aren't really going to be that great as far as um, if, if there was rain or something like that. I think if you were out in the snow, you'd probably be okay. You may want to have something. Uh, I don't know if you were crawling around there. I think eventually they're going to soak through. How well that would do once you... Uh, once they got wet, I don't know, you know, uh, when we look at things like stuff like wool, a lot of times there's so much of uh, a dead air in the, in the, in between the fibers in the wool that even if it gets wet, it'll still keep you pretty warm with these. I think there were, there would probably be a problem with that. Uh, but again, like I said, I don't know. I haven't tested them in that situation. Um, however, if I was out in the woods with this stuff, I would make sure to have a, um, uh, probably at least a, a, some type of a poncho with me. Um, I've got a poncho, uh, like an old military poncho that I would have with me. Uh, even if you had like an emergency one just to kind of keep the water off of you would be fine if you ever got caught out there and it was kind of wet conditions. But I think it, you know, you'd at least be warm. Um, let's see. Um, let's talk about some of the modifications that I'd like to see made from the from the military or from the factory, I guess. On the pants, they have there's no pockets anywhere on them, so they're pretty much just an outer, going to be kind of that outer shell type thing. Uh, I would like to see maybe in the front or maybe kind of even on that, uh, the front, what I'd call the front of the bib part. I'd like to see, uh, it'd be nice if there was like a pocket or a flat pocket that you could maybe stuff something in. Um, the, the way that the zippers are, how they go up the leg, they kind of go up right where the, where you would have a pocket. So it may not be very practical to have a pocket on there. Although I think what you could do and what I wouldn't have mind seeing it was maybe even just, uh, uh, a back pocket. And again, once you guys, if, if you'll go to, uh, go to the Facebook page to the, um, to the, the armed ape fan page. I'll have the photos up and you'll you'll be able to see kind of what I'm talking about as far as um, when when you unzip them and you can unzip them all the way and they'll fold out a little bit uh, on the back there'd be room for it to have a back pocket but on the fronts it would be kind of difficult to do that uh, so I guess probably realistically what I'd like to see would be to have a, a back pocket um, again is that would that be a deal breaker not really um, I may be able to even sew one on myself so Again, that may be a modification that I may try to do in the future. Uh, let's see. Uh, I know I'm kind of jumping around here. Oh, let me go back to one of the cons. I think, too, because of the nature of the fabric, it's not like a... Um, 
like a super thick fabric. Um, you know, when you think of something like uh, like how Filson makes those um, tin cloth and the shelter cloth, they're real heavy duty canvas, so that if you've got a thorn, it'll pretty much it, you know it won't penetrate through, uh, or it has a lot less uh, ability to penetrate through. Um, these aren't like that. I think if you were in real thorny, heavy brush, the the stuff might get kind of ripped up a little bit. Um, but you know, I guess you could probably say that with most uh, modern jackets and things like that. You know, they're, most of them aren't designed unless they're specific um, hunting type clothes to deal with the with uh, sticker bushes and briars and stuff like that. So, if you were out in that kind of country, you just need to be a little careful with that stuff. Uh, let's see. Um, and again, I haven't had them long enough to really do any modifications, so we'll kind of go from, we'll jump back to there now. Uh, like I said, I may try and sew up a, a back pocket on there, and maybe even a small stash pocket in the front of that bib, and we'll kind of see how that does. So I don't think it would be too difficult, and I would just have maybe do a, uh, I don't know if I'd do buttons or maybe just a Velcro, a little bit of Velcro on there. Um, so anyway, that's kind of my mini review for today. Why don't we go ahead and let's take a uh, quick musical break, and then we, when we, uh, excuse me, if I can, if I can talk here, it'd be work out pretty good. When we get back from the musical break, we'll go ahead and start to wrap up the show. I know the show is going to be a little bit shorter today, um, but I did want to put something out. So, the music today is a song. Uh, it's, it's from the the website is called Jamendo. And the name of the song is called uh, Combat Circus. And I actually first heard this. Uh, there's a guy, and I'll, I'll talk more a little bit about him when we get to the pimpin' section, an author named Greg Kreitz. And he uses this song, uh, the intro to this song, um, on his podcast. But I, I really liked the song, so I'll uh, go ahead and share that with you guys. And again, it's by, uh, the name of the song is Combat Circus. And the name of the uh, group is called Talco. And so that is spelled um, T-A-L-C-O. I'm a Enjoyed that. I just think that's a fun song. It's you know it's one of those songs where 
the more I hear it, the more I like it. So anyway, uh, let's get back and do talk one more thing about the uh, the review on those pants. Again, that's the Swedish Military M90 M90 uh, parka and pants, um, and I I would highly recommend those uh, to anyone. Uh, you know, in conclusion, uh, based on the performance of the parka alone keeps you super warm so it you know it does what it says it's going to do uh and and does it fairly well uh, like i said i would like to see maybe a back pocket on there um and you could maybe incorporate a fly in it i don't really know that you necessarily need one uh but again i think it's a really good product and for the amount of money that you would spend uh you know if you were to look and go down and, and buy something that would be the modern equivalent of that uh you'd be hard pressed, you know, to find something for basically for, I think, like I said, shipped to me was 28 bucks. If you were buying the whole set, it would probably be right around like $22 because if you were buying the coat at the same time, you know, everything had come to you at once. So anyway, um, let's see what else. Oh, one other thing. And I just, it's kind of popped into my head now because of the way that it, that it zips and you can totally, you know, zip open the leg. If you had, you know, big hunting boots or you had your boots on, you don't have to take your boots on and off to get in and out of the pants. So that's another thing that I think is a real good plus and a good design on it. Um, let's see what else. Oh, also on the inside, it looks like there's maybe loops for suspenders. Um, so like I said, I would recommend them. If uh, anybody out there has had experience with those or uh, anybody over in uh, Sweden, if we've got anybody over there that listens, um, and if you had any experience with them, uh, maybe in the military or just the surplus stuff, uh, or like I said, anybody here that's had experience with them, go ahead, write in or uh, call in, leave a message and leave a review on kind of what you thought the pros and cons of them were. It's time to whip out my pimp cane and beat some knowledge into your heads. So listen up, motherfuckers. A guy that I've been listening to recently is a guy named Greg Kreitz. And uh, I'd mentioned a little bit earlier before the music that he was uh, the author where I'd heard that Combat Circus song from. And he's, is, uh, he's got a really different kind of style. Um, it's kind of, I don't even know how I would describe it. You would, you would call his novels maybe kind of supernatural kind of horror with a, with a little bit, with a lot of camp and humor and stuff mixed in. Uh, and again, his name is Greg Kreitz, C-R-I-T-E-S. And he's over on iTunes. He's over at, I think, maybe uh, patiobooks.com and some other places. Also, you can just Google him and, and you'll be able to pull up his website. I think it's called vainarmor.com. Um, one of the books that he's got is a series called Duncan the Vampire Slayer. Uh, which is an interesting take, and like I said, it's um, he kind of has fun with it a lot. Uh, he's also got a book called Crusade, um, another one called uh, Devlin, uh, Abnormal Investigator, or something like that. So, but anyway, I've been listening to the Duncan ones, and I got a big kick out of them. And you definitely uh, need to get into his style. He's also got a couple other podcasts out there. Um, I think called uh, what is it? literary lug wrench or the Claude cast or something anyway if you go to itunes and you just type in greg kreitz you'll you'll be able to find out all the bunch of different stuff he has um as always uh one of my favorite authors is scott sigler right now he's doing um 
the kind of the uh, I don't know if you'd call it a rewrite, but he's he's got a book called Ancestor, which came out recently, and he had originally had written and released it through a smaller publishing company a few years ago, and he had podcast the, the story. Uh, and then they did a, a big rewrite, and so then the book was released through, I think, Crown Publishing. And uh, so there's some things that have changed from his, his initial book. But uh, like I said, um, he's always a good author, just about anything that guy. In fact, I haven't I haven't uh, listened to anything or read anything that he's put out that I just haven't really liked. Uh, he's a very entertaining author. A uh, very, uh, really good writer, a really talented guy. So, uh, and that's Scott Sigler. Uh, you can find him at scottsigler.com again, or you can go over to like Google or uh, he's in iTunes as well. Uh, let's see what else. Been watching uh, Dexter, and you can get Dexter through um, like Netflix or the DVDs if you haven't seen any of that show. I'd recommend it. Um, and I started watching uh, Fringe. And uh, the season one, I've I've got the um, uh, the copy of that show, and uh, so I'm going to start. I've started watching about the first ten minutes of it, and I liked it, and then I stopped. So I haven't watched any more, and I'm going to uh, see if I can get my wife into that too. And I think she'll like it. Um, let's see what else have we been out there that's pretty good. I saw a um, oh I know what I want to talk about, and uh, maybe I I might do a show. On on this type of movie, I I, I don't know, uh, but I am a big fan of the uh, the silent era movies. Some of them are pretty hokey, and some of them because of the way that the acting the acting style of the time was very what they call stagey, because a lot of the performers were used to doing stuff on stage where you have you know very big movements and you. You kind of uh, portray emotion through your movements and body language and facial expressions and things. So a lot of times things can be kind of overly done. But um, one of my favorite actors from that era is Lon Chaney. And uh, if you guys don't know who he is, um, he was a, a guy that came out in the uh, in the studio system. He started off as a makeup artist guy and uh, was started off as an extra and then eventually kind of worked his way in and and was able to uh, to do have a, a really good career. Um, he did the he was called the Man of a Thousand Faces. Uh, and again, if you don't know who he is, just go ahead and Google him. There's tons of stuff. Uh, but I watched a movie that I I uh, didn't know about or had never heard of. And it was called um, He Who Gets Slapped, and it's about um, what the movie is basically about is a guy who is a scientist and he ends up getting betrayed on a couple of levels and then he goes and joins a small circus as a clown uh, and as somebody who kind of gets uh, part of his act is, is somebody who sort of gets slapped or humiliated uh, and that ties back into kind of what happened to his betrayal uh, but uh, and again you have to kind of forgive sometimes the soundtracks that are put on these movies now these of course obviously wouldn't have been the original stuff but um, sometimes there are things that don't fit as well because it's somebody else's interpretation. Uh, and a good example of this was there was a part where the audience was laughing uh, at Lon Chaney's character, and they actually put in a laugh track, which I thought it kind of detracted a little bit for me. But the good thing, too, about a silent movie is if you want, you can turn the sound all the way down. So 
Uh, and I know a lot of people out there don't uh, don't want to watch him. They're they're not everybody's cup of tea. But I tell you, his performance in there was really good. And there's a couple of scenes um, where he, you see his versatility. You see a lot of the emotion come through, uh, and you see why you know he was he's kind of uh, lauded as such a good actor. Uh, there's another movie, and I can't. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Let me, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop over to IMDb real quick and look it up. Okay, so that movie actually is called The Unknown, and it's uh, made in 1927. It was directed by Todd Browning. Um, the character that Cheney plays is called Alonzo the Armless. And if I would highly recommend that movie. If you guys haven't seen that movie, um, really good performance. It's got a really good story, a story that would um, could play today, could be updated and play today. With these movies, though, you do have to make some allowances although with this one it's you don't make nearly as many but you do have to make some allowances for the acting style you also have to again make allowances for the fact that it doesn't really have a soundtrack it's going to have one that that uh, whoever has put out that dvd has made for it um, the good thing is a lot of these movies are in the public domain uh, so that you can go to you know archive.org and some other places like that and download them for free um, so again, give this movie a shot. Uh, and if, and I think you'll become a fan of that stuff. Now, speaking of movies, if you're a big fan of B movies, like I am, don't forget the B movie podcast. Uh, and that's done by Vince Rotello and his co-host is Nick Brown. Uh, always a good show. Uh, he puts his out pretty much weekly. Um, Unlike myself, uh, but if you're a big fan of you know B movies and and he does things other than B movies, you know they'll do things where they talk about uh, you know th things from basically from the 30s, the, even the, the 20s, the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. In fact, I think the thing that he's going to do uh, for today's show, for Sunday show, will be a movie from 1968 starring Boris Karloff. Uh, called Targets, which had an alternate title of uh, uh, Before I Die. And I actually sent in a, a, a MP3 over to his show, so you can hear yours truly over there. Uh, I think that's going to kind of wrap it up for today. Like I said, I may do a show. Uh, I, I don't know. I may or may not um, do a show on some of what I think are some really good classical silent movies and what are some good performances um, so if you guys have any ideas about that or, or had some movies that were your favorite, maybe from uh, the silent era, or even from the, uh, uh, the late 20s into the early 30s, some of those type of movies that are, are really good. Um, in fact, I'll throw out one that I think is, uh, was a really good movie, um, and it starred Peter Lorre, which I think it was done in 31. I could be wrong on that, uh, but it was the movie called M. Um, excellent, excellent movie. Uh, in fact, I actually own that DVD. I, I really enjoyed that movie. Hey guys, I got a very important public service announcement I'd like you guys to listen to, so make sure you pay attention and take the message to heart. Hey!
It's Brule's Rules with Channel 5's Dr. Steve Brule. Hi, I'm Dr. Steve Brule. We'll focus on genders. Some people are boys, but they want to be girls. Some girls want to be boys. Just be happy with your vagina. You got it already. Don't have to make a new one. And if you got a penis, just keep on it. Don't cut it off. For your health. All right, my monkeys, it's time for old Uncle Silverback to head on out. I'll see you guys next time. This guy's got a monkey scrotum and he's bragging about it. Oh,